Welcome back to the H2B Creative Fuse podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, part of the creative team here at H2B Creative in Dalton, Georgia. I'm hanging out this morning with Travis Taylor and Chelsea DeWaters, both part of the Young Game Changers. We had the opportunity to speak with Allison Coker a few weeks ago about this program and Dalton's role in it this year. Uh, we're excited to hear more about it from the other side today. So thanks for joining us. Hi, Sarah, thank you so much us. for having us. Yeah. yeah. So kind of to start, which we do with everyone, um, if you want to introduce yourselves and give us a little information about your background and then how you got involved with Young Game Changers and kind of what your role was. So I'm Chelsea DeWaters. I'm the director of the CASA program for Murray and Whitefield counties. Okay. So our CASA program is part of Family Support Council, which is a large nonprofit that more people might be familiar with. Um, but the CASA program actually trains volunteers from the community to be court advocates for our local kids who have had to leave their families and come into foster care. Oh, wow. That's a big responsibility for a volunteer. That's it cool. It is a big responsibility. Our volunteers are amazing. They are folks who were looking for a way to help and a way to be connected to the community and really wanted to like roll their sleeves up and get their hands dirty and really, really be involved in something. So they're really, they come from all different backgrounds. They have all different education, work experience, upbringing experience, but they're really highly trained within our program. Yeah. And they do a really specific job. But we just, we think of them as just like models of good neighbors, you know, really sure. folks who want to come alongside their neighbors who are at a point of crisis and really walk with them down that road and be involved in helping them. That's so. like the definition of community right there. Yes, so, yeah. I, I think so too. Yeah, it's really, it's difficult work, but it's really, really inspiring to see people just t- just take care of each other yeah. in that way. So that's what I do all day. I'm connected with some of the folks who were on the local team that put together kind of what the Young Game Changers process would look like here in Dalton. In each community where it goes, it has a different structure. It addresses different questions, just depending on what a local team decides are kind of the most pressing issues for their own community. So um, one of the members of that team, Jackie Killings, actually approached me about being in the program. Cool. And I didn't know what it was. I actually hadn't even heard of it before. I didn't really understand the structure. And Jackie just said that she was asking people who are involved in kind of different ways in our community to be part of it. So I said yes. Cool. That's (laughs) wonderful. Okay. Travis Taylor, very recently I retired from teaching. I taught high school mathematics at Southeast High School Um, for a couple of years. Before that, I was living in Brazil teaching mathematics as well. But I came to the community and as maybe – some transplants. No, it's hard. It's hard to meet people and to become a part of the community and all that. So I was, I'm lucky enough to have a a friend shout out to Stephanie Womack Mm -hmm. over at, uh, the chamber. Um, yeah, right. (laughs) She just has her, she always has her fingers on the pulse of of the community and Mm -hmm. she'll, uh, just message me out of the blue. Hey, check this out. And it like, she's gotten me involved in a lot of very cool things and young game changers. One of them, she was just like, Hey, you should apply. And I, I applied that morning and they got back to me and accepted me, so that was very cool. But as I said, I, I've gotten out of teaching since. Um, I'm about three months deep at BDL Advisors, formerly Brown Draper and Land Financial Concepts. It's a financial planning place downtown, downtown Dalton here, right next to Dalton Brewing Company. Oh, I feel okay. like that's that's always the staple yep. I use. I'm like, familiar with that. Yeah, people know where that's at. <laughs> <It's important laughs> yeah. But yeah, they brought me in, and I'm uh, kind of working my way through that uh, process of testing and becoming a 
financial planner. Right now I'm a fan financial payer planner. But as for how I got involved, yeah, Stephanie got me involved and um, I was ready to get out of teaching, but I wasn't ready to get out of the community. Yeah. And luckily at BDL Advisors, they actually support me in a lot of getting me to a lot of United Way events and getting involved in that. And I'm already involved with Big Brother, Big Sister, and I try to volunteer at the Humane Society and stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm just trying to compete with everything Chelsea just said. Like, I just, oh, I just, so I just want to say, though. I'm also a part of the community. <laughs> I was about uh, to say, like, wow, yeah, we, yeah. Had the, we had two good neighbors in this <laughs> yeah, room. Right. It was about, like, even uh, if it's like a part of your everyday job, like the amount of involvement with nonprofits or like, Everything just on that side of the table is impressive. It's a lot. That's awesome. And it also sounds like to get involved in Young Game Changers, it wasn't necessarily something that you were like, hey, I found this thing and I'm going to apply. And that's great. Like somebody presented it to both of you and were Mm. like, hey, I think you would make a really good fit. Yeah. Mm. So that says a lot about you and that's wonderful. So congratulations on being really cool people. Thank you. I'll I'll take that. Let me write that down real quick. Right. Yeah. I'll (laughs) put that on the name tag for the day and I'll just email it to you. Um, what was the application process like? Because you said you applied in the morning and you were accepted like pretty quickly. Uh, what is it? I, I applied pretty quickly. Okay, never um, mind. Um, I yeah. misunderstood that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I actually had a friend uh, down visiting me, and I was talking to her, and uh, and I told her like, yeah, I applied for this, but I guess it's been like a month and a half, and I've heard nothing. Mm-hmm. So. I told her that day, I was like, so I'm going to assume I didn't get involved in it. And then the next day she left and I texted her. I was like, hey, they just sent me the email and said I was in. So yeah, I guess it was just like applying for a job. You send in almost an application and and a resume and Mm -hmm. they hit you back. Did you have a different experience, Chelsea? Yeah, I think that um, this was a long time ago now because we applied. Oh, because they like put it off for a couple of years, right? Because of COVID? True, but, um, But but the process was... Yeah, Almost like nine months or, or we oh, applied. Yeah. yeah, the process was nine months, or it was supposed to be. We actually had to delay the first session because of the Omicron variant yeah. at the time being kind of the new and scary thing. So we put it off for a few months. But I so it would have been sometime last year that we would have applied. And, and they wanted to know about our backgrounds. They also wanted to know kind of what we were interested in. And there were some questions about what are your concerns for the community? What are the things that you would like to see happen? And I assume that those were only for local folks because, of course, we had two-thirds of our class was not from Dalton. Yeah. They were folks from around the state of Georgia. So, But for those of us who were local, there was kind of some, some what are your specific interest areas and then what are the things that you're kind of concerned about? And then we got to write some little bios for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was such a weird thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of fun because I felt like I got to just give some shout outs to local businesses nice. and, you know, make myself sound cooler than I actually <laughs> am. But it was a bit of pressure. Good. <laughs> but, okay. And yeah. then... Go ahead. They had uh, they had four different groups. Um, the Young Game Changers was split into four different groups, and they didn't let us select our groups. But mm-hmm. I think they kind of knew who they were bringing in and where they would fit. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was fully a teacher at the time, and Chelsea works mm-hmm. with children in the community and children at risk specifically. Mm-hmm. So I think we were both kind of shoe ins for the education portion okay. of Young Game Changers. That was going to be one of my questions. If you yeah. guys got into the same, if you were in the same yeah. group, okay. Yes. And I have uh, I actually pulled it up so we could get it word for word. Our specific challenge question. Perfect. That would be great. Yeah. I thought it was a beautiful depiction Mm -hmm. of the community or the problems we're seeing in the community. But anyways, word for word. In 2019, 70% of Dalton Whitfield's 
county's K-12 students were considered economically disadvantaged? How can the community better support this student population to improve the educational outcomes and give them the tools they need to succeed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was cool that we got to focus on specifically that. And like I said, I was working at Southeast High School, mm-hmm. which is, there's a really high population of yeah. economically disadvantaged students there. Mm-hmm. So that definitely was something that I really wanted to be a part of. And I love that I got put in that group. Yeah, we were we were struck when we first got put into our teams. Um, it was, I think, the second day of the, the process. Everybody kind of got there one day and met and got to know each other a bit. And then the next day we were given our team. So on our team, um, most of us did not know each other or have any previous connections. But as we started talking, we realized how the question really did kind of like go to each of our hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We thought that the wording of the question was really interesting and really kind of moving. We knew that the questions were really thought about ahead of time and talked through and that they were worded very intentionally. And we just kind of noticed right off the bat that even though our group was the the quote unquote education group, and this is a question about how we can improve educational outcomes, it's worded so broadly. And it's asking not sort of what our our school system can do better, but what we as a community can do better to yeah, support hopefully. kids within our school system. And we just loved that. We loved that the the ask was not directed at our, our school personnel yeah. um, who are already carrying so <laughs> much and good. doing so much. Yeah. How could teachers <laughs> like, do more, right? It assumed it took for starters that the question of poverty is really a community-wide question and that our kids being successful is something that's that requires a yeah. community effort and care and concern. So we just loved getting, in our case, six months to really think broadly about what would a community that really takes care of its neighbors who are in poverty yeah. look like and how could we bring some of that out. And I know you guys reached the solution that you presented to the whole group and then how I'm curious about the process first of all what the solution was in just like a really broad sense but how you started with all the different ideas and then were able to narrow it down to one because it like you said it's a broad question and it's more about the community so I'm assuming there are a lot of ideas and things floating around especially from like a bigger group of people and how you presented one thing and you got to that point and you built it out because the presentations were impressive mm. with a lot of information. So so uh, <laughs> luckily, the people you're interviewing right now, though we were both part of education, we came to separate conclusions and mm. um, kind of, we both had like separate small groups of like three people. I was lucky enough to have part of my group of three people was uh, JT Wu, which is somebody who runs a nonprofit for children out in Atlanta. And then I also have Rosa Kuna, which is, um, she works in, in town here. She's a, a Dalton native, more or less. And she runs she Junior Achievement. Junior yeah, Junior Achievement. Okay. Thank you. It was just the three of us that we split into the transportation group. And how did we narrow it down to transportation? Well, we interviewed a lot of members of the community. Um, luckily, Rosa got us in with LAA, the Latin American Association, as well as CLELA. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't try for that acronym. The, I can't remember. Uh, in English, it's the Coalition of Latino Leaders. Yeah, the yeah. Acronym. yeah. Um, But uh, one of the big things that a lot of the groups we were talking to were saying were not just the students, but our community is lacking transportation. They don't yeah. have the options. And the options that we have here 
are not being utilized to their full potential. And that was the big thing. We had a lot of pushback when it came to transportation being Mm -hmm. one of our ideas because when Mm -hmm. people hear transportation, they're like, oh, you want an $8 billion busing system. No, we want to better utilize the resources we have in the community already to better serve our students and our students' families. So that was really nice to be able to not just interview those individuals, but get a pretty cohesive consensus in terms of like, uh, everyone's like, yeah, transportation, that's an issue for our impoverished communities. So that was our big idea was uh, just multiple ways to try to help utilize our transportation system and then eventually get a real transportation system for $800 billion, you know. But, uh, sure, but yeah, like, down the line. Yeah, <laughs> for now just, uh, you know, to try to work with what we have um, and and make it run a little better and market it better to the community because a lot of people don't know. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, I, I lived here for X amount of years and, and I had no idea, but we have buses and you can call them up and schedule a ride, but you have to call up 48 hours in advance mm-hmm. and it costs uh 350 or something it's pretty mm-hmm. cheap yeah um but anyways yeah and they'll they'll drive you wherever you need to go and it's being utilized right now exactly yeah uh it's being utilized right now mostly by our elderly folks yeah um to get to and from doctor appointments that's an incredible mm-hmm. resource absolutely that- mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So, okay but yeah and people don't know about it and now maybe mm-hmm. going around the community you'll see those buses around i never saw them before yeah mm-hmm. yeah People don't know about them and they the having to call so far in advance yeah. and then not knowing how long it'll take for you to get from point A to point B, right, are some of the things yeah. that we yeah. notice. But the resources are there if we want to really just, like, make sure that people have better access. Yeah. Exactly. My group was all educators, really, or folks who, are in, who work for either colleges or school systems and myself. And we focused in on the idea of creating neighborhood opportunity centers. So we have this incredible project that is already happening in Dalton. It's called the Dalton Neighborhood Initiative. Okay. And they've already created two of these centers. One uh, is called the Roan Resource Center, and then one is called the Beachland Roundhouse. And their model has been to work in a hugely collaborative way with individuals, communities of hope, United Way, churches, to create these little walkable centers that can serve basically a neighborhood and provide all kinds of services that are needed in that neighborhood. So they work with programs that already exist in the community to have those programs be available within that neighborhood so that children can have after-school programming, so that parents can walk to that center. They have partnered with the hospital to bring like medical support to those centers, parenting education classes, um, English as a second language classes, all kinds of just connection points where some of those incredible resources that we already have in our community are actually brought to families who have the most limited resources, the most limited transportation, the most limited time. Maybe they're working like swing shifts and long hours, right? They're trying to help their kids be successful in school, but there's a lot of demands. So it really is just kind of a model of bringing resources where they are needed and creating a center that can really be by and for its own community and tailored to that community. So we just thought that was a fantastic idea. And it really tracked with everything that we heard in all of the initial interviews that our team did when we started big and started with this huge question, right? Like you were asking of, you know, all these ideas that we were able to throw out as a team. And then when we started talking to people, there were so many things we could have done. But this idea 
really as something that Dalton is already doing, that the community of Dalton is already created and is working on really answered a lot of the questions and challenges that people brought up when we put our challenge question to the people in the community. So our feeling was just kind of like, we have a good thing here and we should go with it. We should kind of put our full weight and our full support as a community behind this model because it's really, really sufficient for what we need. And that's kind of a common thread between both of these ideas is you're taking things that already exist Mm -hmm. and you're like, these are wonderful things that the community already offers. You're thinking about the people that live here. Let's make them better. So I like that and like how you found out about these things or like, evolved these things from talking to people in the community um, instead of just being like, this is our idea. We're going with it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll make it work. That but- was a that was a big part of our challenge at the beginning was just to interview as many people as we could. Yeah. So we really did start out with, again, we started out with 10 ideas that we as a group just kind of thought of immediately. And then we interviewed people all across the community who are doing all kinds of work, mm-hmm. who are already dealing with the question of poverty, questions of housing, of food instability, of children struggling in school and how that's connected to all of these socioeconomic issues. And we really just kind of cast our net wide and talked to as many people as we could. And we just asked them several questions, but I think we were kind of always asking, what are the issues and challenges that you see for our children who are mm-hmm. on free and reduced lunch, right? What do our families in this community need? And the thing is, is um, any And if problem? you could wave a magic wand, what would you yeah. Yeah. answer I this did. question? I love that. I love <laughs> Travis's gems. Yeah, I love that one. But anyways, you know, like Chelsea was saying, we have everything in this community. Think of a problem. We have a group dedicated mm-hmm. to solving. Mm-hmm. Now, are they as efficient as they could be? Probably not. And probably you've never heard of them. I mean, even if you search for them, they'd be hard to find. And I think that's the biggest thing is, uh, is you know, the, the resources are out there and the, the people, the motivated individuals are out there as well. And you just have to connect them and find them. So we tried not to come up with un- ungodly expensive solutions Mm -hmm. to these problems when again the solutions are out there yeah i mean you're not reinventing the wheel like it's there you're just putting air in the tires like it's not i like that um, that's good yeah (laughs) i'm like they're there they're attached to the car you just have to get it moving so you were saying that you do all of these interviews what did those look like was it like a door-to-door situation is it like a digital interview i feel like that would be hard if you have families that maybe don't have access to internet all the time or like how did those work for y'all or how did you find the people so to interview? Going door to door was, I don't know, maybe a good idea in, in <laughs> retrospect. Um, but no, we, we went to uh, we went to community leaders of community groups and really tried to to use uh, use them as what would that be the earpiece? They would be the earpiece mm, or the, yeah. the microphone or I don't know <laughs> metaphors the aren't expert. my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we use them as examples of what the people are saying. Yeah, you know, and fingers crossed that I would say they. They did a good job. And like I said, I was coming from the school system, so I got to talk to 150 children every day, Yep, mostly about mathematics, but sometimes about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so we talked to um, a lot of folks who are, are working in the community, right? So like in the theme of not reinventing the wheel, right? Folks who have already been kind of developing an understanding for a long time of how 
things kind of work in our community and again could kind of tell us this is where we see the primary challenges. We've got this thing going on that's great. We've got this thing going on that's great, but we keep running into this kind of wall. And we were really looking for where were those walls that came up across the board. So what were the things that people all across the board said, you know, this is where we just we feel like we don't have a solution or the solution that we have is not sufficient or it just keeps presenting an issue and we keep having to work around it. And as we listen to folks who kind of are working and connecting people in the community and serving the larger community in a variety of ways, if there was a theme that kept emerging, we really kind of focused in on that. Um, And at the time we were doing most of our interviews by Zoom, we were able to just have some meetings in person as well. And, you know, our third idea that we presented from our team was that of a, a workforce development position. So one person for the community who would be, um, as one of our our teammates who was working on that idea, Patrick, put it, the tip of the spear for our community around workforce development and then kind of a a program of ideas that that person could begin to implement. And really, that was, again, another idea that that came out of finding that there's a lot of really wonderful resources. There's a lot of programs that promote college readiness. There's a lot of programs that promote learning about different trades, right? And having the resources that we need at our career academy and all sorts of wonderful, wonderful programming to prepare students for success as they transition out of elementary school and high school, right? And think about what they want to do next. One of the people we interviewed said, if you are a kid with resources in this community, you have, you're going to have no problem being extremely prepared for whatever kind of career or higher education track you might want to take. Again, there are tremendous yeah. resources for our students here. But we have a lot of kids who just fall through the cracks on that, who don't get the same kind of opportunity to participate in that programming as other students. And really, this was kind of the theme of all three of our ideas and the theme that we kept hearing from all of our partners that we interviewed. This community has a impressive and just comparatively huge amount of resources for yeah. its size, for its setting, right, for its demographics. It really, our, our friends in the program who were visiting from other places were kind of just amazed the whole time they were here at just what Dalton Whitfield is and how much incredible work people are doing here, how many resources are here. But what we kept finding evidence of over and over again is that just not all Daltonians have equal access Mm -hmm. to the resources that we have. So really, our question ended up feeling to us like an accessibility question. How can we make all the richness of our community accessible across the board to all of our citizens? And not just those physical barriers, Mm -hmm. but just being aware. And so Mm -hmm. much of it is just quote unquote marketing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, my wife is a fifth grade teacher. Shout out Brittany Taylor. Bless her. Um, and she, yeah, oh, I don't know how she does it. Um, but anyway, she was a part of, of putting together an after school reading program and where, you know, the parents come in and she, she was a part of some summer reading programs. And I think young game changers almost kind of wanted us to push in that direction. But there exists so many of those programs already. Mm-hmm. It's really just accessibility yeah. and, and awareness. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so you guys had your final presentation of everything. What happens now? We have um, Allison Coker. I, I saw that you had her in uh, very recently, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, over at the chamber. I'm sure your diehard listeners already know that. But she is in the midst of 
discussing, trying to create, planning uh, kind of a, a young leaders community or committee is mm -hmm. a better word. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, and I don't think it'll be dedicated specifically to the young game changers and their 12 ideas, yeah. our 12 ideas, but it'll be something where a group of young people like me and Chelsea, because we are very young. Um, We're very young. Very We're very young. young. <laughs> so youthful. Um, we'll come together and try to help move these programs forward. And I would love to be a part of that. And I know I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think Chelsea would as well. Um, yes. So I'm hoping that'll kind of be the next step. Yeah. But every leader in this community was given a physical document of our ideas as mm. a reference. We'll, I hope they take the initiative to like dig into it and say let's move forward with some mm -hmm. of these things because they're great ideas yeah mm -hmm. fingers crossed yeah. yeah really i think what happens next is the chamber and the city will decide which ideas they want to invest in yeah and we hope that we've given them enough information about why the ideas that we came up with were needed right like what real problem they speak to and we hope that we've given them enough information from what we were able to flesh out about how these ideas could actually be put into place that they seem doable yeah and that it's sort of clear uh, how they could proceed that was really our goal was to come up with ideas that were well-informed ideas right not things that are like they've already been tried and they didn't work or things that actually nobody wants or yeah. whatever <laughs> uh, ideas that really kind of hopefully represent our community and what our community is asking for and then to spend some time kind of really building a structure of just what it could actually look like to enact that idea so that when you read about it you can see it yeah. right you can kind of see okay this is what this would look like but then it's really it's going to be up to them which ones they want to put the time and resources that we have into fortunately like Travis said there are a lot of us here in the community who just participated in this process, who are excited about the ideas and what we've been getting from our class, like our local Young Game Changers uh, participants, is a real energy to support those ideas, yeah. whichever ones our leadership decides to work on. I think that they're going to have some really enthusiastic supporters. How many of the Young Game, Changer, Game Changers were local or are local to Dalton? You know? I'm thinking it was 50 total, and as Chelsea said, two-thirds of them were out of the okay. store. I, I would say we had 13 to 15 to 17 <laughs> that, <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> that were, that were yeah. local. That's yeah. still a good amount of people that are, like, really rooted here. Because everybody else has great ideas, and mm -hmm. they go back to their community. They exactly. can implement them there mm -hmm. or talk about them. But, like, these are specific to Dalton, so yeah. I think that's a great amount of people that are like, okay, let's get this ball yeah, rolling. We're excited mm -hmm. about it. And yeah. as Chelsea said, I hope we can kind of ride that momentum. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, yeah. um, okay. So my last question for y'all, which I kind of ask everyone is what was the most rewarding part of being a part of this whole experience for you? Like personally rewarding. Meeting Travis. Okay. Number well, one. That's it. Cheers. There it is. <laughs> um, no, uh, we can, we can answer this honestly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say it's like, Oh, it's such a super special feeling to be part of the community and blah. And it is. It is. It absolutely um, is. But no, I met so many people through this just courageously passionate and intelligent mm -hmm. individuals mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, you don't cross paths with those people every day. And whatever they did for the vetting process yeah. for Young Game Changers, I don't know how I got through, but everyone else <laughs> like was just <laughs> phenomenal and so unique and intelligent 
and um, I'm becoming repetitive. That's the yeah. So just meeting those individuals and seeing that they are a part of of our community and a part mm-hmm. of Georgia's community was really amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely the same answer. Yeah, yeah, it was really it was a really I think the words overused but like truly inspiring group of people. It just I mean it's used for a reason. It's so, used yeah. for a reason and it just felt like a privilege to meet the people that came and participated in this program and to be able to work with them and get to know them. And we really did have kind of a cool bond in this particular class. We we really got along. We had a lot of fun together. The people who are local here in Dalton really took advantage of the opportunity to get to know other people in Dalton who are kind of concerned about the same things and, and passionate about the same things and invested in the same kind of vision of a a community that's together and takes care of each other. So we really felt a lot of energy from this group to really connect with each other and support Mm. each other. And that was really special to be part of as well. That was an inspiring answer. It was. Um, (laughs) Okay. I kind of, I kind of lied. I do have one more question that's not on. I haven't thought about it. Um, To put you on the spot, what advice would you have for next year's class? Oh, the time commitment was much more than I recognized. Okay. And, you know, you really do have to make sure you're putting the time aside so that you're not just drawing together. This program, like anything in life, is you get what you put into it and you got to put some time into it. And the most valuable part of my experience in terms of sculpting the idea was the interview process. And that's as easy as going to www.google.com mm-hmm. and typing in uh, local community organizations, local charity, and just calling up the head and, and seeing mm-hmm. if they'll meet with you. Yeah, and actually that was going to be mine as well, that I, I felt like the interviews were the most important part of the process, right? And so my advice to future young game changers would be to interview as many people as you can, like really cast that net wide at the beginning and keep asking people, who should we interview? Who should we talk to? Yeah. Um, as you're talking with one organization mm-hmm. or one person, say, who else is involved here? Who else do you think has information that we need? Because the team's ability to address the question, again, in a way that actually reflects the beliefs and feelings and needs of the community is is only as good as your ability to collect that wide range of input at the beginning. Um, so we were really honored that so many people took the time that they did with us. Yeah. That's always a necessity anytime any community is making decisions about what to do next and how to move forward, that there's a lot of input from a lot of different people. Yeah. So that was great. Um, well, wonderful. So if you do you know offhand where people can read the full yeah, so um, again, please go to www.google.com. <laughs> yes, Shout out that to is Google. the greatest resource. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you type in uh, Young Game Changers GA, it's part of Georgia Forward. They were the people that orchestrated, are the group that orchestrated this. And, and you'll, be, you'll be able to find our, our whole uh, report, um, which again, as we said, was nine months or seven months worth of work between 50 people or a thousand people if you count everyone else in the community that was involved and 
though it is slightly a dense read, I would mm. say it's a good read. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can also get the video presentation. Is that true? The the video presentation is also. It was the final the- was recorded yeah, for sure. Yeah, I ran into um, the videographer like four different times. There we go. Like I there smacked we, yeah. into him. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, if you, if you're more of a visual person, um, the people that presented were amazing. And uh, though me and Chelsea were part of the education group and arguably part of the most boring group uh like just uh, <laughs> no. everyone else is like we hope they're listening yeah, to this one of their ideas was like we should do a taco trail and like have all the different businesses and so you have exciting. a passport and stuff and i'm like so that sounds really fun <laughs> yeah like we're just talking about like uh yeah but you anyways. could argue that to have these businesses open you mm-hmm. have to have investment in the community and you want the children to grow up to invest in the community. It's yeah. a whole thing. Just yeah. go yeah. along connected. Yeah, exactly. And you got to have a way to get them there. They yeah. couldn't be cool without us. They don't graduate. Yeah, their group couldn't <laughs> have cool ideas if our group wasn't doing <laughs> exactly. its part. Right. We'll go with that. Um, but yeah, so please go online. Find this presentation, uh, whether that be the, the the actual written report or the, the video, and check it out. And lastly, go volunteer in your community. Okay. Well, Chelsea, Travis, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah. I think it's really amazing what you're doing here and just getting those voices out in the community. It's really fun. I'm learning a lot. Thank you again. Thanks for hanging out with us today here at the H2B Creative Fuse podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe, whether you listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. H2B Creative is located in downtown Dalton and is here to assist with all of your marketing needs. Check us out at h2bcreative.com, creativefusepodcast.com, or any of our social channels. Until next time, stay creative.